Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to your Ultimate Life, episode 587. A couple episodes ago, we started with kind of what looks like nine episodes we're doing on freedom. And we started with, you know, defining freedom. We started about talking about, you know, having what you want. And sometimes people say freedom is being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, want for nothing, have everything and that sort of stuff. And, you know, in our world today, it's really easy to get caught up in that thought. It's so tempting to... Imagine that what really matters is having what you want. Well, you know, that isn't really freedom. Freedom is the opportunity or, or really the memory, the realization that you can have whatever you want. And you might be thinking, wait a minute, I want a million dollars and I don't have that. Or I want a billion dollars and I don't have that. Well, here's the thing. You could... There's a path from where you stand to a billion dollars. There's a way for you to create that if you want to. There's a way for any of us to create anything because you have infinite potential. What's really important and what we really want is to feel good, to be happy, to wake up and love every day. And there's no doubt that money facilitates access and lets you buy stuff and have stuff. And I've had lots and was able to buy whatever I wanted, no problem. Spend whatever I felt like, et cetera, et cetera. None of that brought happiness. In fact, what, what it did was that the problems that it brought all had an extra zero or two. Everything just plays life at a bigger, at a bigger level. So I'm going to get to today's episode title, which is Joy is an Easy Choice. Yesterday we talked about getting what you create and that you have the creative power to make anything. And, you know, you hear that over and over again, and you've heard me say it a million times, but I want you to think about this for a minute. Look at your hands. Your hands, your heart, your mind is brilliant enough and capable enough to create anything you want. The only question is, are you willing to do the work? There is a path. There is a way to create a new house, a better relationship, some better health, more happiness, whatever you, whatever you have in your mind, I want this, I want that. There's a way to create it. What we do, what I used to do all the time, I don't do it anymore, but what I used to do all the time is think of all the reasons I couldn't have it, focus on the barriers instead of the opportunities, get discouraged, sit down, quit, think about putting it off till tomorrow, figure out when a better, quote, time was to start, and all that kind of stuff. That's what I did. And consequently, can you imagine how much, how much success and joy that created? Well, none, right? All it created was wishful thinking, anger at myself, negative feeling about the universe and the situation and the economy and everything else. So today we're talking about joy. Joy is one piece of freedom, 
Because when you are truly free, which you are here, now, this moment, it's easy to choose joy. So let's explore that. I have a story about a, um, a leather, kind of a briefcase shoulder bag that I bought right before the pandemic. So in, in November of 2019, Joy and I were in Poland for a couple of weeks. We were going to an event and it, we came early and stayed a few days in different cities and we had a lot of fun. In Krakow, which is called the City of Kings, there's an interesting castle that sits on a hill and there's legend of the Krakow dragon that used to live under that castle and all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, who knows? Back in the mid Middle Ages, maybe there were such things, but whatever. Uh, leftover dinosaurs or something. I don't know. Anyway, the castle was cool and all of the artifacts and things were cool. One night we went shopping and or mostly window shopping, but we went down there, premier shopping street downtown. And like uh, any premier shopping street in a big city, it's lined with boutique stores of all the brands you've heard of. Expensive this and expensive that. I remember when we were in Venice one year and I couldn't believe we walked around St. Mark's Square and looked at all the expensive, expensive stores. And there were folks there, you know, carrying bags, having shopped there. And we looked at some of the prices and, you know, we had good money and we could have bought some of that. But I just couldn't believe, couldn't have any interest in paying some of the prices that I saw. And I think people shop there just so they can feel good about spending a ridiculous amount of money for a, a you know, a jacket or a shirt or a piece of jewelry that you could buy somewhere else that was exactly the same for a different price. But anyway, that's all separate. When we went down this one shopping street, we passed by an Italian leather goods store, and it was a beautiful store, and the Italian flag was there, and it was out there in front, so we knew, ooh, Italian leather stuff, blah, blah, blah. So we went in, and the person was very nice and helped us look at this and that and the other, and it was cool, and there were some fun things, and Joy looked at some stuff, and I don't usually shop much. I'm usually just mostly along for the ride. But anyway, there was a, a, a briefcase type uh, thing that was also a shoulder bag. So a briefcase principally, but it had a strap so it could be carried on the shoulder as well. And I love the colors, a nice burgundy color. It was beautiful. And I thought, hey, I should get that. Ooh, maybe I should get that. And then I looked at the price and thought, ah, you know, there's a lot of other things I'd rather do with that money. And Joy was feeling like, hey, you know, why not? So we bought it. And I'm glad I did. I got lots of compliments on it when I went to meetings and, uh, you know, places. So that was fun. But here was the more important thing. And this is why it has to do with this episode. The guy, after we bought it, he did what they do in those upscale shops. He walked around, way out and around the till and handed it to me in a beautiful bag and the bag had the Italian flag on it. It was a very, very sturdy, nice bag and it better be for the price they charge for everything. But anyway, it was fun. So I looked at the bag and on the side was something I hadn't seen. The motto of the store was this, joy is a choice. Now, they may have been meaning, you know, to buy their expensive stuff or whatever. I don't know what they meant. We didn't get into a convo about it, but I just looked at that and we talked about it for a lot. Joy is a choice. So the bag itself was fun to buy, fun to have, fun to be able to afford something expensive like that, et cetera, et cetera. 
But the real joy came from the choice, the choice to have joy. Even if I hadn't decided to buy it, if we decided, eh, too much, not going to do that today. The joy part was a choice. So I want you to think about your life. What is your story about joy? What, what story do you have? Do you believe you can have it today, right here, right now? I don't know. Maybe you're super happy right now, or maybe you're not. How about tomorrow? Do you think if maybe something's wrong today, you can have joy tomorrow? How about yesterday? Were you in a state of joy yesterday? Are you regularly in a state of joy and excitement, happiness? Joy is the big word, right? Happy is smaller joy. It's like a big word. And I love it that my wife's name is Joy. Of course, you can't make that stuff up because you've heard me tell the story about how Joy and I got together. And if you haven't, you need to read it. It's in Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death to Light, Love, and Life. And it'll give you both goosebumps and some laughter and a certain and deep knowledge about how much our Creator cares about each one of us. It's just an incredible story. But anyway, so... I want you to think about what your story is about joy. And I want you to be honest. Tell the truth. If I start talking about joy, what are your first thoughts? I know I used to think that's for other people. That's for those special kind of people that have it all together. And I didn't even know what I meant when I thought or said that. I really didn't. But somehow I just had this thought that somebody else, you know, had it together. And I remember uh, driving through different cities or towns or even taking an airplane ride, looking at different cities as I flew over, thinking, I wonder what each person's doing in each of those houses. Where do they work? And who do they love? And do they have kids? And what is their fun in life and wondering if they were really happy. And I certainly haven't met all the millions of people about whom I wondered that as I flew over cities and stuff. But in my work as a coach, I've met thousands and maybe tens of thousands. And what I notice is that the story of joy is usually kind of warped. Joy is kind of a thing that comes once in a while when some fabulous thing happens but is not the standard state of being. So I want to offer you a thought. If your first thoughts, when I say, are you living in joy, if you're not immediately smiling and saying, yes, I am every day, why not? Like, what is it that's preventing you from having unbounded Fierce, fun, laughing joy. What's in the way? Most of the time, I don't know your specific answer, but most of the time, people point to stuff that is outside. That's wrong. My job, my money, my relationship, the economy, COVID, something out there is robbing me from my joy. Well, if our happiness depends on external events then uh, the best we can do is just sit around and hope things get better. What kind of a miserable life is that? That's not how we were designed. So joy is an easy choice. Here's what I know. 
I know everything, in fact, most things don't go like I plan. Every single day I fill my calendar with a morning ritual and full of things I'm going to do that day, make podcasts and write books and work in this studio and put stuff on social media and coach some clients and go help Joy with the antique stall and Joy, my wife, Joy, with the antique stall. All those things, right? And nothing ever goes as planned. Things get interrupted all the time. Stuff breaks. You know, we were at the antique mall today and Joy brought over a, uh, a piece of porcelain, a little bowl with a lid. And, you know, someone had bumped it or dropped it and broken it. And it was a sad thing that it was broken. And so, you know, it costs whatever it is, X number of dollars, doesn't really matter. And now we can't sell it for that and maybe she can fix it, maybe she can't. But the point is, if my state of happiness, joy, that deep happiness, big happiness, depends on somebody else doing something or some set of stars aligning or the favor of providence shining on me, that's really sad because that's me and you giving up control. That's saying, I can't be happy unless. I want to give you a different thought. I'm saying joy is a choice. You can be happy right now. Here's some of the ways I do that. I think about everything that I'm grateful for, and I don't just make a big long list of gratitude. Well, I mean, you know, my foot works and my left arm isn't broken and silly things like that, although it's true that I'm grateful for that. I think about one thing at a time, and then I think about it until I feel deep gratitude. And you know what that feels like. It's in your body, right? Like you feel grateful. You know what that feels like. Well, think about something until you feel that gratitude. Or think about some event or person until you feel truly happy about that person. And suddenly you'll be feeling joyful. Think about that. Think about the fact that you're alive and breathing and that you have the opportunity to do something today. You have the opportunity to love yourself. You have the opportunity to love your creator. You have the opportunity to serve someone next to you. You have the opportunity to add good to the world. One of the things I did today was I was on a podcast with a lady who is really focused on helping men be vulnerable, and I loved that. I loved that. And we talked about, you know, it's okay to be deep in relationship, to be vulnerable, to be you know, in a position where you need or crave the companionship, support, and unity that comes from being trusting with someone. I didn't have any of that. Growing up, everything was conditional, and I didn't know much about that, and I had to learn it all. But you know where I learned it? I learned it because the divine God, the creator, brought joy into my life. The person joy who also brought joy. So I want you to think about switches. What switches can you flip? And what I mean by that is if you're in a dark room and you turn on the light, immediately the dark is gone. The light immediately removes the dark. It doesn't gradually push the dark out. It's instantaneous. So in the morning, when I open my eyes on purpose, I flip the switch of joy. I think of something or someone I'm just happy about. It doesn't mean everything's perfect in life. Of course it's not. But I choose, because we have the power of choice, to think about and to focus on things that are happy, that are joyful, and that are good. 
And that doesn't mean I don't have to go take the car in to get fixed or that I don't have to fix a broken window or that I don't have to worry about someone being ill or that, you know, whatever things there are to do. What I know is when I do those things from a place of first choosing joy about everything that I can, the day is softer, it's faster, it's nicer, it feels better, it feels warmer, it feels more connected and beautiful. So here's your challenge. Tomorrow when you wake up, and the next day and the next day, flip your joy switch, turn it on, pick the things that you're joyful about, think about them on purpose and intentionally, and then go about and do whatever you have to do that day, but do it from a place of joy. It is an easy choice. I challenge you to make it. Live into it, lean into it as you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet